اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 5 of Soul Food where we're looking at the third obstacle on the spiritual path that Imam al-Ghazali mentions, which is called the obstacle of impediments, and he highlights four of them. In this episode, we're going to look at the, the dunya, the world, and how that is an obstacle in our spiritual path to devoting ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this episode, we're going to cover how less is more. We're going to cover detaching the heart from the world. And lastly, knowing the true nature of the world, knowing the true nature of the dunya. So if we look at the spiritual path in the last episode, I said, you know, visualize the spiritual path like it's a real path on the road. And that sins are like shackles that hold us down. If we look at the spiritual path again like that, like we're going on a journey. So now, inshallah, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this blessed month has granted us forgiveness and a sincere and true and sound repentance. Then the shackles, inshallah, have been removed. But now we need to recognize that just like when we go on a trip or a flight or we're traveling, the lighter we're able to travel, the easier it is. So if you're going somewhere and you've got, you know, 20 bags of luggage, you're going to have a really hard time. But if you take something light and you're able to move around easily, then your whole journey is easier. The same on the spiritual path with the world. One of the things that gets in the way of our focus on the spiritual path and our ability to really progress is the attachment to stuff, attachment to worldly things. And there's a common saying today, you know, you, you probably have heard this, don't let what you own, own you. Right? Don't let what you own, own you. And a lot of people, unfortunately, really live where the things that they own, own them. And that's a very... Uh, a very sad way to live and a very unhappy way to live. And in your connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in this spiritual journey, really letting go of those things and not being attached to them allows your soul to be lighter and allows your heart not to be distracted. And we live in a time and in a world where we have so much stuff. We have so many blessings, many of them are blessings, right? Whether it's, you know, things in our house or machines that we use or cars to get, you know, from one place to the other. We have so much more than what previous people had. And, you know, in what we call today developed nations, people have so much, but people are also less happy. People are anxious people feel a lot of sadness, a lot of sense of unfulfillment, and so on. 
So it's like we have more, but internally we have less. And one of the things that we have to recognize, you know, there's now this movement of minimalism where they say, you know, less is more and only having things that are truly valuable allows you to value the things that you have rather than having just a bunch of stuff that's not of value that really just uh, takes up space and takes up mental space as well and takes up a lot of your time and effort to maintain. Even spiritually, we have to not allow the things of this world to become an obstacle and a veil between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the things that we have to also recognize in order to really just be uh, happy as individuals and one of the things that Islam really has to offer people in today's world is recognizing that the best things in life are not things. The best thing in life, first and foremost, is your connectedness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, embodied and beautifully displayed and represented in the example of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. And then the things that uh, stem from that, the things that give us meaning, family, and loved ones, and real good friendships, beautiful conversations, the thing, those are the things that really give us happiness in, in this life. Being good to others, beautiful character, and so on and so forth. So that brings us to the next point. How do you detach your heart from the world, especially when the world is really uh, calling us and the nafs has an inclination and a desire for the world? So attachment to the world is primarily a state of the heart. That's the first thing that you have to recognize. And your heart can only focus on one thing at a time. It can only truly be attached to one thing at a time. So if it's attached to the world and to the things of the world, more cars, nicer stuff at home, fame, recognition, money, so on and so forth, then it will not find serenity in worship. It won't find the sense of peace that you need in that solitude with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Ghazali says that the love of the world and the love of the next life are like the east and west. The closer you get to one direction, the further you are from the other. So if you're going east, the further east you go, the more distant you are from the west and vice versa. So that's the nature of the dunya and the akhirah, the life of this world and the hereafter. So you can't let the dunya, you can't let the life of this world and worldliness, the things that remain in this world, consume your heart. And if it does consume a person's heart, it brings a lot of pain and disappointment because it will not give you a sense of lasting fulfillment. You were made for something more than this world, and your soul will never settle for less. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, whoever loves his worldly life, his life in the next world is harmed. And whoever loves his life in the next world, his worldly life is harmed by it. So prefer that which remains over that which perishes. This is narrated by Imam al-Bayhaqi and others. 
what what he means here sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam is not that you are harmed you know physically or in a bad way but it's that you're able to let the things that are excessive you're able to let them go and other people will tell you you're passing up opportunities you're harming yourself by not being attached to these things that the person of spiritual insight would say is excessive. So others are going to say that you're crazy, but your heart will be at ease because you realize that you haven't really lost anything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ الْعَاجِلَةَ عَجَّلْنَا لَهُ فِيهَا مَا نَشَاءُ لِمَنْ Whoever desires only the fleeting life, we will speed up whatever we will in it for whoever we wish. But then Allah says in the next verse, وَمَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةَ وَسَعَ لَهَا سَعْيَهَا وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ فَأُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ سَعْيُهُمْ مَشْكُورًا But if anyone desires the life to come and strives after it as he should, as a true believer, then his striving will be thanked. In other words, he will be rewarded in full measure. Imam al-Ghazali says what's interesting about these verses is that Allah relates the attachment to the heart, the attachment to the world based on the heart. What is the heart attached to? There was a sheikh who sent his student uh, to go visit another righteous man. And he said, go visit my friend and make sure that you benefit from him because he's very righteous. So the student whose sheikh was very frugal and lived a very simple life and was detached from worldly things and from luxury and excessiveness, he went to visit this other sheikh and found that he lived in a palace and he had servants and he had a lot of wealth. So the student said to himself, oh, you know what? This sheikh must have changed. My, my sheikh was friends with him, but he must have changed after they parted ways. So then he finally meets this man, and the man says, how is your sheikh doing? You know, the one that he left, who was very frugal and detached from the world. And the student said, you know, he's, in, he's very well. And then the man says, tell him to remove love of the world from his heart. So the student got really upset. You know, how dare this man who lives in a palace and has all of these things tell my sheikh to detach the world from his heart. So he went back to his sheikh and he said, what did my friend tell you? What advice did he have for me? And he was embarrassed to tell him. He said, you know, he said to detach your heart from the world. And the, the sheikh began to weep. And he said, he, it, what he says is true because even though Allah has given him those things of wealth and a nice house and so forth, his heart is attached to Allah. Whereas even though I don't have these things, my heart is still attached to it a little bit. So his advice was good advice. Right? So that shows us that really what we're talking about here in the most important aspect is what is the heart attached to? That brings us to the next point. And someone might be asking, you know, how can you tell us not to love the world? You know, we hear this all the time in Islam. Do not love the world. Detach yourself from the world. When our very nature is inclined towards desiring its pleasures. Imam al-Ghazali has an amazing solution. 
He says the way that you detach yourself is by knowing the true nature of the world. He says that the world is like a dead body that has been beautified and perfumed. It looks nice on the outside, but its true nature is ugly. So if you, you know, if you thought of someone, if there was someone who put on a mask or someone who has like a fake social media profile and they use someone else's pictures that is, you know, very attractive or whatever, whatever people do. If someone fell in love with the person that was part that was making this fake social media profile, you would tell them that is foolish. This is crazy. You cannot love this person. It's not really them. You're loving the idea of a thing, but the reality of that thing is very different. That's like the dunya. That's like the nature of this world is that it might look nice on the outside, but its very nature is that it's temporary. It does not last. So your heart shouldn't be attached to it. Imam al-Ghazali says another way to look at it, particularly those things that are forbidden in the world that a person might be attached to. He said it's like someone preparing a delicious dessert that looks amazing and that a person would love. You know, now they really like know how to decorate all of these desserts. But as you're watching this dessert being prepared, you see that the person who's preparing it puts poison in it. And then someone else comes along and wants to eat from that dessert. And they're just so delighted. Oh, this is amazing. This is my favorite kind of dessert. But you've already seen what it's really about. So you say, no, no, I don't want, even though it might be my favorite dessert, I don't even want to take a bite from it. And this other person is relishing it. And they might think that you're crazy for not eating from it. Right? But when you see what it's really about, even though it looks delicious, even though a part of you might say, if this was something else, I would eat it. But because I saw that there's poison hidden inside of it, I won't even touch it. Imam al-Ghazali says that's like the nature of the forbidden things in the world that we might normally desire. We have to see the poison that's hidden inside of it. So when we know the true nature of the world and we only take what we need from it in order to live in this world, it doesn't mean that you can't have things in this world like food and shelter and a job so that you can survive. That's not what Imam al-Ghazali is saying, and that's not part of our deen. But what, what we need is not to get distracted by the things that are excessive and really have no connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What remains behind in the world is those things of the world that are not good. But whatever we use in the world to be able to survive and to be able to worship Allah and to be able to do the things that are necessary, those things continue with us into the next life. So the goal is really not to be distracted by those things that are unnecessary. So that brings us to the call to action. The call to action is really to reflect on the nature of the world. Really look around you and look at the things that people are chasing and see that really it is something that is very fleeting at best and at worst. It is the poison inside the dessert or it is the dead body that has been beautified 
or it is the fake, the fake love or the fake person that is not really deserving of love. Reflect on that and make a sincere dua tonight that Allah attaches your heart only to those things that are beloved to Him. That Allah attaches your heart only to those things that are beloved to Him. And if He grants you that, then you will be granted all good. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that and grant us His love and allow us to see truth as it is and to follow it and allow us to recognize falsehood and to avoid it. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.